good. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, October 9th, 2020. Free agency begins today. The draft was wrapped up on Thursday. We talked, or Wednesday, sorry, folks. Um, I got my days all messed up here. Uh, we talked a little bit about that, but we brought our friend in, Tony Wolick, to talk to him just a, just little, a little bit more about the draft about free agency. It's a how do you feel about it Friday. We're going to get silly at the end. I'm excited. Before we welcome him in, I'm your host, Detroit sports writer, Noel Bianchi. I'm here today with longtime Red Wings fan, Ethan Smith. He's got choppy audio over there. Let's see if it uh, holds up throughout the duration of the show. Ethan, welcome in. Hello, 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 hello. That was Is that really better? Good. That was really good. Was it? Yeah. Right, that, was cool. actually, that was really good. You should, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and let's welcome in Tony. Tony Wolick from the hockeywriters.com. He covers a little bit of everything there. He covers prospects. He covers the draft. Uh, just a really good follow on Twitter. I, th- I believe it's at uh, Tony underscore Wolick. Is that? That Tony is correct. What's that? It's all one word, Tony Wolick. Oh, Tony Wolick. Okay. Well, that is the voice of Tony Wolick. Uh, I asked him a question before I said, welcome to the show. It's probably a bad hosting on my part, but he's here now. Tony. How you doing, man? So how do you feel about it Friday? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm great to be back. Looking forward to it. Uh, before we kind of hop into it, and, you know, usually we'll do uh, Red Wings-related questions in the first segment, the rest of the NHL in the second segment, before we open it up to the fun stuff in the last segment. However, this is about the busiest week that we are going to have in a nine-month stretch. So we're going to keep it all wings today. First segment on the draft, second segment on free agency, uh, and before we get to that, because I, I don't want to really take up time with this question, but I guess just your overall thoughts on uh, how the draft went for the Red Wings and then the selection of Lucas Raymond at fourth overall. Yeah, starting with the Lucas Raymond pick, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I was I, I preferred Marco Rossi in that slot. Just about everyone else wanted uh, Cole Perfetti or predicted Cole Perfetti, at least based on his connections with Chris Draper and Jim Devolano. Um, but with Lucas Raymond, I mean, yeah, the Red Wings have a great prospect now, um, top line potential. I see a little bit of Elias Pettersson in him, which is, you know, obviously great news. So um, thank you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> overall, uh, very pleased with the draft. Um, like where the Red Wings are going, drafting uh, a lot of defensemen with speed and uh, you know good two-way games. So um, building from the back out is uh, is going to be good for this team. Uh, I I have to say I was really and I might have even said this on an episode with you before because we did profile a couple of German players, J.J. Paterka and Lucas Reichel. They end up uh, – Reichel goes in the first round. Paterka goes in the second. I was really, really hoping that this – that the Germans were the next nationality to help make Detroit Red Wings become an absolute powerhouse. We had the Russians. We had the Swedes. I wanted the Germans. We went back to the Swedes. I'm pretty cool with that, though, at the end of the day. It's worked for us before. Why not do it again? Going back to the well. Uh, All right. How do you feel about it Friday? We are here with Tony Woolock. We're kicking off the Red Wings draft-related questions. Ethan, let's see if your Wi-Fi is holding up. Kick us off. How do you feel? Oh, there we go. (laughs) Tony, how do you feel about the Red Wings draft overall? 
overall, um, in my actually the grade I gave the the draft was an A minus. I thought the Red Wings did a great job with their first three picks. Um, the Swedish the Swedish connection, uh, Lucas Freeman, William Wallander, Theodore Niederbach. Um, there's a lot of high upside there, a lot of speed, a lot of skill. Um, watch out for Niederbach. He's going to be a uh, he's going to be a player to watch over the next couple of years. Um, you know, as he gets adjusted to the pro game over in Sweden and eventually moves over here. Um, definitely top six upside. Uh, great. Uh, offensive uh, skill set, high hockey IQ, great hands. Um, you know, he he adds to the the center uh, the center position pipeline with uh, with Rasmussen and and Joe Valeno. Um, yeah, a lot to like about the draft. And then on defense, the Red Wings are are building out a lot of speed, a lot of great transition players. Um, things are things are you know looking good for the future right now. You know, uh, when I was preparing for yesterday's episode, I just Googled Theodore Niederbach, and the first uh, story that came up was Theodore Niederbach, the best prospect that nobody is talking about. And I was like, all right, that's all I need to know. I didn't even click the article. I just read the headline. It made me feel good, so I just kept it moving, you know. (laughs) Uh, My first question for how do you feel about a Friday, Tony, how do you feel about the strategy to go with mostly higher risk but higher upside picks? I mean, as Steve Eisman said, it, they're all lottery tickets, right? So if they pan out, that's great. Um, if they don't, most don't anyway. But it's a good strategy to draft players who have one or two really strong skill sets and then uh, work with them over the next three, four, five years to build out the rest of their of their you know different uh, hockey attributes, you know, skating, hands, defensive play, transition game. Um, if they have one or two skill sets that are already very strong, um, then, you know, it's a, it's a great, you know, starting point and it's, it's something that other players don't have that, uh, you know, that you'll be able to build around. So I like it and I'm, I'm glad they didn't really go with any safe picks. Um, I mean, you can make the argument that Lucas Raymond was a safe pick at number four mm-hmm. uh, as a highly skilled player, but you know, for everyone else. Um, but you could also make the argument in the exact opposite way where you say, well, you only saw him for 10 minutes a game last year. You're kind of literally gambling on the upside. I see what you're saying. And I, to a degree, I, I, I agree with you because I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of people had him as the best player available at four, but I, I, I would agree with you. Yep. Nonetheless. Uh, all right, Ethan, you have our next question for how do you feel about it? Friday Red Wings draft edition. So are we now, are we staying on the Red Wings staying, or are we yeah, going staying on? on the draft? You sent me questions. Just read them off. I know. Somebody's snippy <laughs> on a Thursday got, night, you know, goodness gracious. Okay. Um, how do you feel about Jan Bednar now being our quotes more most prolific goaltending prospect um i'd wait and see uh if jan bednash is the the best goaltending prospect in the red wings pipeline um you know he's had you know limited experience right now in the the czech professional league um i do really like uh keith petruzzelli's skill set i think he has a lot of potential um he's still relatively young yeah, 
Um, he's still he's going into his senior season, but um, didn't take any any uh, you know post uh, high school junior junior years uh, you know before enrolling in college. He went in as a true freshman. Um, that said, with uh, with Ben Nash, uh, he has fantastic lateral movement, very strong moving side to side. In fact, a little bit too strong. I notice he does over overcorrect a little bit when moving side to side. Um, he tracks the puck well around the perimeter and through traffic. Um, in addition to uh, you know maybe oversliding from time to time, I w- I do say that um, he he can he can be a little slow to react off of rebounds or broken plays in front. Um, it's just something he'll need to you know. He'll need to learn over the next couple of years to get a little bit better at work with the goaltending coach on scramble drills. Um, but overall, he definitely has the the right lateral movement, the right you know vision to be an NHL starter. Um, he just needs time to refine his game and, and bring the other attributes up to that level. Better career than Peter Morazic? That's a tough question. Uh, I'm going to say no right now because I, I do think Mrazek uh, has a little bit left to prove, and I think uh, we'll see him, whether it's with Carolina or another team. So uh, I should hang on to my Mrazek rookie cards then, is what you're saying. Definitely. Don't sell them just yet. Not yet. All right, perfect. Uh, the <laughs> This is a three-part question. The prospect pipeline, now the draft is all said and done, how do you feel about it? And then, I I guess just going off of that, what are some of the biggest deficiencies still? And where do you think that the Red Wings may may be most uh, positively impacted? I guess what position group? Um, overall, the prospect pipeline is, it's, it's almost there. Like next year, get another high-end prospect and you're going to have quite the farm system, right? Mm. So, um, you know, I guess if you're giving it a grade that maybe a B plus right now um, for everyone who's, if you're considering the prospect pipeline, anyone, like I consider it to be anyone who's played less than 82 uh, NHL games. So uh, looking at the, the whole list of, of players for the Red Wings there, um, very solid, a bunch of, uh, quality prospects. Um, not quite there yet, though, to be like, okay, the rebuild's done, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as far as the deficiencies go, um, I like Ian Bednash, I like Keith Petruzzelli, but n- neither of them are guaranteed to be NHL starters. They have the potential, but it's not a guarantee just yet. Um, I will say, if the Red Wings selected Yaroslav Askarov at number four, I wouldn't have been mad. I mean, I wouldn't have either. I I I, <laughs> I came through on it like a couple days before the draft, and I was like, oh no. If you're going to get a goalie with the same pedigree as Carey Price, then yeah, you make that pick. Um, that said, you know, obviously Lucas Raymond is great. Glad we took him. No problems there whatsoever. Um, but yeah, there there needs to be. Either one of the goalies needs to step up, whether it's Petruzzelli, Ben Nash, uh, Jesper Eliasson, uh, uh, Philip Larson. One of them needs to step up. At least, at least one of them needs to step up. Um, 
and and really you know become that goalie of the future for the Red Wings because so far none of them have and give maybe give Ben Nash a year or two we'll see where he's at but mm-hmm. um, I think that's where the biggest deficiency is. What's the biggest strength of the uh, of the farm system at this point? Honestly, I think it's defense right now. Um, mm. You think of, you know, you got Moritz Sider, you got, you got Wallander, you have two Misto, Albert Johansson. Emil Vero looks like a great steal in the third round. Um, and I know he's not a prospect, but Philip Peronik really isn't that old. Like, he can still yeah. consider him a, a, him a prospect in some regards, even though he's played uh, two seasons. But uh, their pipeline of, of defensemen aged 18 to 23, it's, it's looking pretty strong. And, and next year's draft class, um, I was taking a look, and, and five of the projected top ten picks are all defensemen, mm-hmm. uh, with you know a couple of players, Owen Power and Carson Lambos, being possible number one overall picks. So if the Red Wings are in a similar spot next year and, and snap up another high-end defenseman, their blue line's just going to be ridiculous uh, moving forward. All right, perfect. Uh, that does it for segment one of How Do You Feel About a Friday. We've got Tony Woolock here from thehockeywriters.com. Do not touch that dial. We are looking at the, uh, the Red Wings free agency. Give a little preview coming up next. But first, we've got to talk to you guys today about Bill Go. Now, Bill Go has a question for you. What is your wall? Is it the, the 2 o'clock drowsy feeling? Is it the I don't feel like going to the gym, I just made my commute feeling? Is it uh, – just waking up in the morning, getting yourself through to lunch. Whatever it is, Bilko is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It is lasting and natural. Now, me personally, I like to convince myself that reaching for one of those sugar-free energy drinks is going to be my solution. Well, guess what? I drink it. I feel okay for about a half hour, and then the rest of it is downhill from there. However, with Bilko, it's meant to break through your mental wall, your physical wall, and you can break through it with Go every day. It's easy to take in an uh, one-and-a-half-ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever or put it in your golf bag to power through the back nine. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster with a third of the caffeine and better results. They've got three delicious flavors peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. When you go to BiltGo.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. Just use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BiltGo.com. Let's go. You want Chinese. They want pizza. And somebody is craving Froyo. But guess what? There's something for everybody on DoorDash. And while you do it, while you place the order through DoorDash, while you get all the things that you need for your party of people, you can continue supporting restaurants in your community safely because there are now thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving now right to your door. And ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your national favorite restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and even the Cheesecake Factory because many of your local restaurants that you love are still open for delivery. 
Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door within 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Sometimes it's that quick. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. Do not forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Fender off gives him the business. All right, we are back. Segment two of the day. We're here with Tony Wolf from thehockeywriters.com. Time to talk about free agency, give a little bit of outlook for the Red Wings. It's a very interesting year. There's a flat cap. The Red Wings have a ton of space, and there are a lot of contenders uh, looking to kind of unload or, you know, kind of work around that, unload some of their bad contracts, feeling the squeeze a little bit. And I think the Red Wings, uh, as we all expect, will take full advantage of that. So, uh, Tony, just what are your overall thoughts going into free agency? What are you excited for? What are you going to look for? Um, you know, obviously the Red Wings need another goalie to pair with Jonathan Bernier. Um, Steve Eiserman mentioned a, a defenseman or two and uh, maybe a forward as well. Um, you know, given the flat cap and the Red Wings cap space, even with a few, you know, key free agents like Anthony Mantha and Tyler Bertuzzi to sign. Um, I think they have the potential to add a couple, you know, solid players, right? So on defense, uh, they did add Mark Stahl's contract, which is a cap hit of 5.7 million, um, which, you know, they, they got a second round pick out of it. So that that's mm-hmm. great. And I, I do think they have room to add. Um, so Tory Krug has been linked to the Red Wings for some time. Um, it's fair. His, you know, he's from Michigan. His brother is a coach at Adrian College. Um, can they bring him home? They can afford him. Do they want to pay, you know, $7.5 million or more for six years or so? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I wouldn't get your hopes up, but um, if they did bring him in, I wouldn't be mad. Uh, he'd be a great addition, make the power play much more dangerous. Um, one thing to note about uh, free agency for – for uh, Friday and beyond for the Red Wings prospects who are overseas playing in Sweden's top league and Finland's top league. They are over there for the season. Um, mm. The agreement in places where, so they don't come back until their season is done. Um, this doesn't include uh, Gustav Lindstrom who's playing in the next tier down the Alspenskin. Um, so yeah. We'll but it does include like, Mo Sider, right? As of It does today? include more Sider. Him, Romia and Joe Valeno. So um, of those three, Cider probably would have made the Red Wings if it had been a normal year. But since he is probably not coming back until his season's over, the Red Wings really have, you know, five NHL defensemen and then you have Lindstrom and then Hicketts. And that's it. Whoa. So. They Joe have, Hank is uh, playing 65 games this year. I'm excited. Absolutely. So they do have some potential <laughs> to add a Jesus. maybe a lower-tier defenseman like Trevor Van Riemsdyk or, or Justin Schultz uh, to play the right side. All right, well, let me ask you this, and I'll, I'll lead off the, the how do you feel about it questions. How do you feel about going out and getting a free agency like Trevor Van Riemsdyk uh, or, or going out and making use of free agency for those purposes? 
as opposed to trying to acquire cap casualties, because there are some cap casualties who like, let's use Kyle Turris as an example. Was he worth the money he was getting from Nashville? No, but is Kyle Turris still a pretty solid NHL forward that most teams would like to have? Of course, just not at that price. So what do you think, or I guess, how do you feel about, you know, the prospect of, just simply working the phones all day for trades and and trying to fill the roster with those veteran pieces that way, as opposed to going out and getting the free agents. Yeah. So if Steve Eiserman can get a, you know, draft pick or prospect as a sweetener to take on one of those contracts, uh, you know, definitely pull the trigger on that. That said there, you know, there are a few teams out there who are able to take on those, uh, those contracts. Um, So the deals may not be there. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Wings were lucky to get Stahl and uh, a second round pick for taking him. Um, I, I'm not sure if if more deals are out out or out there like that. Maybe Mark Andre Fleury uh, with Vegas. Um, I'm I've been pushing that narrative on on Twitter.com. Yeah, and they'd be able to potentially flip him and then you know get more draft capital as a result. Um, but if the deals aren't there, then you might as well sign uh, a couple. Uh, you know, veterans or, or, you know, decent players to play middle six roles or, or, you know, top four, maybe bottom pairing role on defense and then flip them at the deadline um, after they, you know, signed a one-year deal with the Red Wings. Red Wings can pay a little bit more. So if, if they were willing to do that and give them a one-year deal, uh, absolutely go for that and, and you know, uh, accumulate some draft capital that way. All right, Ethan. How do you feel about the odds of Jimmy Howard finding a new job? So I'd say actually that's pretty good. Um, from from what I've heard, he was a little bit banged up towards the end of last season um, and just wasn't able to be to play, you know, to uh, to 100% of his ability. Um, but he he sounds hungry. He looks hungry. I saw some tape of him uh, just doing some drills. He was moving pretty fluidly. Um, I think a team will give him a backup job, you know, play. Well, I don't know how long the next season is going to be, but say 20, 25% of their games. Uh, and he'll look pretty, he'll look pretty good. And I don't know how much longer he'll last in the league, but I, I do think he does have some left in the tank. And of course, the one thing benefiting him is the fact that he's not playing for the Red Wings. So yeah, I was not prepared. Uh, let me pull up my next question here. The goal. Uh, let's keep it with the goalie market, but let's kind of pivot it to the Red Wings. How do you feel about the goalie market? What the Red Wings options might be, and what direction they might go because I'm going to preface this by saying if they sign Jacob Markstrom tomorrow for a deal longer than four years, I think I'm going to lose it. You might, but I won't. I, I'm as a goalie, I'm a big advocate of the goalie union and making sure our goalies get paid. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like also company manager this year and uh, he's a good goalie. He's a technically sound goalie and you know, between him and Bernie, you're going to get a chance to compete every night. That's what Eiserman's going for. They have the cap space to pay him. And, you know, it, it may be a little bit longer term, but he's, 
He's not that old. He's 30. He's my age. I, I, I'm, I'm still competing out there in beer league. He can still compete out there. Stopped in the a Michigan move yesterday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, if not him, I, I, actually a sneaky good acquisition might be Corey Crawford with uh, from Chicago. Uh, yeah. Looks like he's going to re-sign there. Um, actually had one of the best high danger save percentages in the entire NHL last season. Um, and that's great for the Red Wings because they give up a lot of high danger shots. <laughs> so um, I feel like you'd probably want to go to a contender who wouldn't. But uh, if uh, you know other goalies are being plucked off uh, for agency quicker and the Red Wings are offering him a tandem starter job, then maybe he'll come. Um, more likely, uh, Red Wings will pick up uh, Cam Talbot or Thomas Grice to be a 1B to Bernier, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, any last final free agency predictions from you, Tony, uh, before we wrap up the segment? You know what? Why not? Uh, Anthony Duclair, uh, I think I, the Red Wings will give him, offer him two or three years, four million, four and a half million a year. Um, he fits right in with uh, Larkin, Mantha, Bertuzzi in terms of age. So. I mean, it was a shock that Ottawa didn't qualify him. Uh, he's representing himself. I'm sure Iserman can uh, can pitch him on coming to the Red Wings and being part of this rebuild. I like that a lot. We actually discussed it on yesterday's episode. And he's like, it's funny because like he's been kind of a streakier player, but he still had a pretty good, pretty decent year last year. Like he was creeping up towards like half point per game, I think, which isn't fantastic, but it's one of those things where you kind of give him a little leeway because he was playing with the Ottawa Senators, uh, kind of like you give some of the Red Wings a leeway for playing with the Red Wings. Uh, I think that'd be a, a good signing. I'm get, I, I'm curious to know, do you, like, if you had to give an answer, do you see a signing tomorrow or I guess just in free agency in general that lasts longer than four years? Yeah, I think there's just been too much smoke around Tory Krug and Jacob Markstrom. Um I think the Red Wings are going to do something that's that's a little bit longer term than you'd expect, but it's going to be for a special player. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, moving into segment three here. It's how do you feel about a Friday? Uh, we've got Tony Wolick from the hockeywriters.com with us. We'll see you on the other side of it. Let's go have some fun. You know, guys, talking about erectile dysfunction is never an easy thing to do. Usually we'll just brush it off or blame ourselves by saying things like, I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet with Roman. You can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. To get started, just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a real healthcare professional and take care of it. Let's go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. And if you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. 
you want Chinese, they want pizza, and somebody is craving Froyo. But guess what? There's something for everybody on DoorDash. And while you do it, while you place the order through DoorDash, while you get all the things that you need for your party of people, you can continue supporting restaurants in your community safely because there are now thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving now right to your door. And ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your national favorite restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and even the Cheesecake Factory, because many of your local restaurants that you love are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door within 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Sometimes it's that quick. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. Do not forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. There's an old man sitting next to me making love to his tonic and gin. <laughs> All right, back here, final segment of the day, final segment of the week. Uh, it's how do you feel about it Friday? Before we get into the questions, I just want to give a big thank you to all of our listeners out there. We had our biggest, like literally smashed uh, daily, weekly listening records this week. Uh, it's been absolutely awesome. Uh, this has been the time of my Lockdown Red Wings hosting life. Uh, finally, some good stuff to talk about. So hopefully we can keep the good energy going. We're going to have a little bit of fun here from Tony Woolock. If you're joining us, for your first ever How Do You Feel About It Friday, it's going to follow the same format of the previous two uh, segments, except we can ask each other whatever we want. And Tony brought some of his own questions in today. Would you like to lead us off, or do you want us to kick it to Ethan, or you feel ready? Yeah, I'll go first. I was I was watching the Thursday night football game before um, you know jumping on with you guys. Uh, random question. I, it's still sports-related. Um, obviously – the three of us, uh, you know, some sort of Detroit tie, Detroit sports. Is there any team in any of the four major professional sports leagues um, that you just have some random affinity to that, like, every time you see them, you're going to root for them? Um, maybe not against the Detroit team, but, you know, just a, a random team that for some reason you like. That is a great – Wow, great, that might be one of the best questions question. we've had. I'll go first. For me, it was the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, I, I remember like watching them when I was younger when they had Kurt Schilling, Schilling and uh, Randy Johnson. I thought Randy Johnson was just a beast on the mound, this tall, lanky guy throwing flamethrowers down the middle. And uh, then they beat the Yankees, who no one likes the Yankees unless yeah. you're you know, a diehard <laughs> New Yorker. But um yeah to see them just uh just dominate in the world series back in the day that was awesome so i've always liked the diamondbacks for whatever reason ethan do you got one um 
see, like I, I didn't really grow up a football like guy until my friends started playing or inviting me to start doing fantasy football. And it was right when the Cleveland Browns were just awful. And then they got Baker. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I have no reason to hate this team. And I hate when fan bases are like the Lions. Like, I refuse to be a Lions fan just because they're just – it's all just so awful. So I like to root for Cleveland just because I want to see them do good. Because I the think same that Corsair deserves it. Except you chose yeah, but it's it not the instead Lions. of being born into it. Yeah, exactly. But I can do that. That's fair. I mean, I'm just, I, I agree with you. I'm just pointing out the fault in your logic. Uh, I'm going to say I, oh my goodness, the New York Rangers. I, and I'm, and it's not so much anymore, but I remember when I was a kid, I just loved those blue sweaters with the tie. I thought the tie was so cool. And it's funny because like, it always breaks down to the uniforms. Like when you're a kid and your brain isn't developed yet. Uh, those are the things you were drawn to. And, and just the, the beautiful lettering across the chest. I've always, always, always loved it. I remember I bought, or it was probably when I was like 14. I, I, uh, you like one of the very first hockey jerseys I bought that wasn't a Red Wings jersey was a it was just like a Marion Gabrick Rangers jersey that I had no connection to in any way whatsoever but I saw it on eBay and I uh my mom's like credit card was linked to it or whatever and I just bought it because it was like it, it was like 15 20 dollars and I didn't care who the player was I didn't care anything it was an authentic New York Rangers jersey and I loved it so that would be my pick. Uh, Ethan, you got us next. Okay. Um, how do you feel about indoor holiday decorations? Does it really, does it get you in the mood for the holidays or Absolutely. is it just something that you have to set up and take down after the holidays are over? I'll take this one first because I'm a massive, massive, massive fan of indoor holiday decorations specifically and I'm sure you probably could have guessed that. Uh, it's specifically indoor it. Christmas decorations. I when, So when I lived in college and I had my apartment, I had my Christmas tree up year round. And it wasn't even like just like a laziness thing. Like that was the first thing we put up when we moved in and the last thing we took down when we moved out. Like I just loved having the tree at all times. I love Christmas lights. So I'm always down to have him like have him like up on the up on the wall slash ceiling. Uh I just love that. And then, yeah, I, I think it does help you get in the mood. You know, you light a candle, depending on what type of year it is. You have your seasonal candles, your pumpkin spice for the fall. You got your sugar cookie for the winter, bro. Get out of here. I'm so down for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, it's funny. Uh, just just today, I, I came downstairs. My wife had decked out the whole place and like fall stuff, like pumpkins everywhere. We got uh, Day of the Dead um, skeletons up for like Halloween coming up soon. And she had like a, a pumpkin candle lit. And I'm like walking around down here calling her Autumn instead of Steph. And she's like, my name's Steph, <laughs> not Autumn. Like, this is a fall month. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I do love it. Um, you know, Christmas stuff as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it, it gets you in the mood for the, the holiday season and, and it makes it a little better. Halloween, great decorations too. 
Ethan, well, how, how do you feel about indoor decorations? Besides a Christmas I assume, tree. I assume you hate them because you're, you're just a Scrooge. I, I don't know you what just, it is. It, this is the least surprising thing ever, that you hate people <laughs> having joy and being excited Not for this. true. No, just, that is true. It's just like, besides the Christmas tree going up, I enjoy that. But like, I don't, I, I get more excited about the actual season changing than just like, yeah, it's pumpkins on the coffee table. But I mean, it's it's each their own, I guess. Don't want to be a Scrooge, but (laughs) well, you are. Uh, We'll keep it. We'll keep it with the the hollow. Actually, actually, we'll we'll take it in a different direction. Bar soap. How do you feel about it? Huh. All right. If it's if it's in water, it gets uh you know it kind of dissolves. I feel like you're losing soap that can be used. You have to keep it in an a- area that's going to stay dry, which can mm-hmm. be tricky in a shower. Um, you have to use a wash washcloth, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that body wash is easier, and I think it smells nice, so I usually go with that. All right. Well. I, yeah, I agree. Body wash is the preferred route. Um, bar soap is fine if you're in a hotel and it comes in the little box that, yeah. you know, Fair enough. You, you are the only one using it and there's no hairs on it from you from the previous shower. So uh, in that case, sure, why not? We'll explore a little bit with some bar soap. Why not? I I, I can get down with some bar soap too. And I also like, uh, what, what brand? Dove, Dove. Okay. You know, and I grew up. And my dad was. And my dad's an Irish Spring guy, so I used Irish Spring growing up, because you know it smells more manly than Dove. But now that I'm uh, an adult and uh, comfortable with my masculinity, I love me some Dove. So just like in like uh, or like if you just say like the Dove body wash, dude. Like take a shower with your Old Spice cobalt smelling like whatever, and then go take a shower with some nice Dove body wash, dude. You feel so much better coming out. You feel softer. You feel more relaxed. It's fantastic. All right. <laughs> uh, I think Tony's up next. <laughs> All right. So you are going out to breakfast, outdoor seating because we're being responsible. Uh, hash browns and home fries are both on the menu. What are you going with? Oh, wow. Um, are the hash browns uh, well done? Does it matter? No, it doesn't. Still going with the fries. Really? Yes. I, I go hash browns almost 10 times out of 10. And it, well, actually, that's not true. It depends. Actually, it depends what it's in. If it's by itself, hash browns. If it's in a skillet, home fries. That's fair. Very good point. I'm a hash browns guy. Uh, you know, if I'm making sausage, hash browns, that's a great breakfast there. I don't like chunk potatoes in the morning. That's, that's more of a dinner food for me, but hash browns are good. Are you a ketchup on hash browns guy? What kind of condiments are we working with here? Yep. If it's there, I definitely put ketchup on it. Yeah. I feel like I feel like if you don't have ketchup on hash browns, you're kind of a psycho. And also, would it shock <laughs> Get out of here. Are you serious? I have to. I like it, How but like... It's just hash browns. Dude, it's fried potatoes. Like, you don't need the ketchup. It's Sometimes it's good, but, like, you don't need it. Or you could put, like, hot sauce on there. 
Hot sauce is all right. Would it shock you guys? Does it surprise you at all to, for me to say that I'm not a big breakfast guy? Yeah, yeah. I bet you're especially I, – I bet you hate breakfast for dinner too. I do. Why? No. Because it's breakfast for dinner. But I don't like breakfast for breakfast. I usually just skip breakfast. Eat a built bar, and then I go right. Oh, into that's my day. fair. That's fair. That's Boom. fair. Yeah, you load, up, you load up with a built bar and those nineteen yep. grams of protein at only yeah, one hundred and thirty calories, and you just you just can't code it. locked on. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ethan, you are up next. Uh, how do you feel about pets being allowed on couches? I think that's fine. I mean, it's a it's a member of your family, so I'd say let them on. You know, if they're ruining, if they're damaging your property. That's one story, but like people who just out of principle won't let their their dogs on their couches. I think that's a little bit messed up. Yeah, we so uh, we have a husky who's two years old now, and we, when we first got him, he's actually licking my hand right now because I'm talking about him, and he is uh, a handsome devil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when we first got him, we were the plan was like not on the couch, not vacuuming the couch. It's not gonna happen and then like the next day he's on the couch and yeah. <laughs> never looked back and you know what whatever he's enjoying himself we're up there with him fine by me and then plus too you know you're sitting on the couch by yourself and you see the husky and you're like all right come Get on up here yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh all right my last question of the day how do you feel about it friday listening to a full album front to back, how do you feel about it? I feel like it's not as common anymore. Are we talking an album as in like just listening to streaming on Spotify? Or are we talking like a record player here? We'll, we'll go streaming on Spotify. Because I still think that like, I think that that makes it kind of uh, like that makes it less frequent because you can just add it, make a cue and then you're boop, bang, bump. And then, you know. So... For me, actually, like whenever I, I work out, I'll honestly I'll, I'll put on one of uh, like one or two of Eminem's albums. Um, I could listen to Recovery on repeat just about any day. So um, yeah, I well in addition to that, like I like sometimes I'll go through phases with music where I'll like listen to a couple albums from the Beatles and just listen to it all the way through just to like listen to the variety and the context and like, mm. just like put myself in that, in that time period, just to like, you know, feel how things were. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll do that from time to time, but yeah, other days I just shuffle around. Yeah. I'd have to say like, if I'm, if I'm on a road trip somewhere or something, that's, that's 100% an instance where I'll listen to something front to back. Um, if I'm just dri- riding to, driving to work in the morning or something, usually I'll just throw it on shuffle. Um, or definitely when I'm relaxing, though. It's just to throw on your favorite artist and listen to some of your favorite albums by them, just front to back. And just like you said, feel different rhythms and pick up on different things and songs that you might not have heard the last time you listened to it. I just I, I feel it's a, a different music experience doing mm-hmm. that than just shuffling on just random songs. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And especially, <laughs> especially you know when if you're enjoying some uh, like if you're enjoying some CBD, let's say, uh, right? 
that, I think that albums are much relaxing. better in in that in that context. Uh, I think back to my uh, 18, 19 year old days. I got into the Pink Floyd albums and there was that one song on Dark Side of the Moon that's like three or four songs in where it's just the alarm clocks. And then, uh, yeah, that's a fun time. I just went to a place there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> any more thoughts for you guys? How do you feel about a Friday as we, uh, as we wrap up? Any bonus? Qu- I, I had a bonus question, but I can't remember what it was, uh, unfortunately. It was pertaining to music. I was thinking about albums. I can't remember. All right. Well, that was fun, guys. Tony, thank you so much for joining us, man. Tony Woolock from thehockeywriters.com. Follow him on Twitter at Tony Woolock. What else you got coming out uh, content-wise? So just uh, what, or just put out my uh, free agency preview today, uh, tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon. It'll be no longer evergreen. So read it in the morning if you can. Um, also, you know, graded the Red Wings draft um, coming up. Uh, just going to look at Detroit's roster, cap space, evaluate, you know, what's going on and what to expect when the season starts. Cool, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all out there uh, for listening. Like I said, we smashed some records this week. Let's keep it up. Share this episode. Share your favorite episode of the week with somebody you know, somebody who is a Red Wings fan. And uh, Tony, thank you so much for coming on. I really respect your stance on breakfast foods. Uh, and, and I'm glad we could kind of team up there and, and you, we could take down the Scrooge, Ethan. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Thanks, boys.